0: Attention strictly hoop talk and strictly hip-hop listeners. Fans, you know I've been talking about this clothing line forever, but Anti-Forever USA is where you need to be to get dope clothes, man. I'm telling you, I just got a hoodie in the mail today. It is awesome. It is one of their premium uh, hoodies, and they have, they have so much more, though, than hoodies. They have beanies. They have hats. They have long sleeves. They have t-shirts. They have... Everything. And they got more stuff coming soon. I was just told that they have more stuff coming soon. So fans, go to Anti-Forever USA today and remember to use the special co- promo code PLATTY to get 10% off your purchase. That's P-L-A-T-T-E. And make sure you know that the P is capital. The link will be in the description of the podcast. Shop Anti-Forever USA today. anti All right, hello everyone. Welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty. Joining me once again, you guys know the deal. This guy's a legend on this podcast. He's got his own legendary hip hop podcast. He's one half of my guys over at the Hip Hop Review podcast. This is Will Gill. Will, how you doing, man?
1: Ah, oh, feeling great. I'm feeling a little bit better thanks to that intro <laughs> too. So I appreciate that. Uh, Feelings is mutual. I'm always happy to hop on this podcast. Uh, me and my partner, the Pro, really fuck with what you got going on over here. So always happy to come hop on the pod, man. And uh, you set out that uh, bat signal and uh, here I am, Jaden, <laughs> Batman himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, for those of you that haven't seen the catalog that Will Gills dropped, both on his page and in my podcast as well, um, he's got they got. They got... How many episodes you guys got now? Like 80-something total?
1: Yeah, we have about like 80. Yeah, that's about right.
0: Damn. So about... 81. 81. They do about, what, What one a week, right?
1: Yeah, about one episode a week. Uh, recently, we've been doing around two just because... Uh, not going to lie, hip-hop's been pretty great lately. Uh, there's been a lot of albums, so... Yeah. We've been doubling up. So recently, we've been busy, but uh, average one a week.
0: All right, for sure. Yeah, and so... Um, and, and so, Will Gills. Also, you've probably done about damn near close to ten of my podcasts as well. I mean, it's been it's been a, at least over five.
1: Yeah, it's been a hell of a ride. I'll say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Putting in how work. All right, so we are here to talk about something that sparked an interest in my in my brain last month when I had my guy Don from Noisy Images. Uh, shout out Don. I'll leave the description, uh, a link. I'll leave a link in the description to the podcast that we did and the question was about Kendrick Lamar. It was it was shortly after DAM. It was about a, it was about 2 months removed from DAM and um we talked about Kendrick Lamar's status in hip hop cuz that is like the topic of conversation, but I'm going to get into this little soliloquy real quick Will Gill, so stay with me and then after we'll we'll jump into the topic. So do you think man? So I mean it, it comes from this. Whether you like it or not, Kendrick Lamar is unquestionably the hottest MC in the game right now, in the face of the world's most popular genre of music. Uh, he's, he has the highest selling album of 2017, which already is on its way to quadruple platinum. Humble, unquestionably the song of 2017 so far. You can't go to any club, bar, venue, radio station, any entertainments, any entertainment venue without hearing humble, DNA, loyalty, love, and even XXX. That's damn near half the album. And radio isn't dead, by the way. Speaking of radio, Old Man Ebro said Kendrick Lamar is changing the sound of radio. And he's making it, he's he's changing not only the sound, but the content of radio. And so he's having all this impact, and it's the hottest barbershop uh, topic right now, is where Kendrick ranks among the all-time greats. So again, that's to plug my plug my podcast I did with Don from Noisy Images uh, last month, where we discussed, is Kendrick Lamar a top five MC of all time already? I said yes. Don said no. We had a healthy debate there. That's my guy. Shout out Don. Check out his stuff on YouTube, Noisy Images. He does yeah, some- Yeah, shout
1: out Don. Sorry, Chris, probably to yeah. interrupt you. Shout out Don, but uh, your boy was wilding on that podcast. <laughs> and If you guys ain't heard it, you guys got to go give it a listen and- uh... I eventually want to be, a pod, be on the podcast with you and Don so we could discuss some of the things he was saying and uh, maybe that'll be something to come in the future for oh, yeah. all three of us. Oh, yeah.
0: We'll definitely make that happen. We'll definitely make that happen. Um, I'm going to reach out to Don soon, actually, because he's been putting out some great work and doing some new things on his channel. So check him great out. Um, but in the podcast, I expressed... I was for Kendrick, like I said, being a top five he was against. One of the one of the kind of olive branches that I extended and reasons against Kendrick not being the face of hip-hop of of all time was his lack of celebrity. I mean, sure, according to Metacritic, Damn is the second most critically acclaimed hip-hop album of the 21st century. To Pippa Butterfly is number one, and Good Kid, Mass City is also right there too. But outside of the groundbreaking music, we never hear anything from Kendrick, whether it's whether, it, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is what we're kind of discussing today. So, Will Gill, to do this like long, poor man's Justin Hunt uh, soliloquy, shout out to Justin Hunt, man. He's, he's amazing. He does great work. Um, uh, TBD is, is, is a great show on YouTube. Check that out. Uh, but the question is, can an artist who makes groundbreaking music but stay reserved from the limelight be an all-time face of a genre that embodies swagger? bravado to the very core of its DNA and strives for superstardom celebrity. In today's world, is music all that matters? And then cue Justin Hutt saying, I don't got the answers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll go. I'll toss it to you. Where do you I'll let you unpack where you want to unpack from that, but go ahead.
1: Okay. Um, first, I would say I, I, I understand the root of the question because hip-hop itself was something that built up in New York from b-boys and it was kind of like an underground thing and it took a sugar hill gang with rappers delight just like a to really push hip-hop into the mainstream where it was like selling records and making money and that record a lot of the people that were pure hip-hop heads they all hated it because it was poppy it was more like a show than uh, about the lyrics and Ever since that song, a lot of hip hops like top people have been, at least maybe not as showy as the Sugar Hill Gang has been, but they've all had an angle like uh, Biggie, he, like he pretty much owned the street hustler turned superstar. Pac, you know, he did the uh, he did the gangster mixed with the sex symbol with the bandana shirt off combination. And then, like, Jay is, like, the uh, the businessman where it's, like, uh, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. He pretty much picked up the Biggie blueprint and expanded from it. And it's, like, a crazy white boy which just, like, wrap his ass off for days, right? And so you have all these dudes that are pe- people pretty much universally have in their top five. You know, there's some things outside of that. Yeah,
0: all those names.
1: Yeah, and it's pretty clear of, like, what makes them who they are and with uh kendrick it's kind of hard to come up with a quick summary of like where he's at like who is kendrick like there's not really a true answer to it like personality wise we only really know him on record and so we kind of have to compare him to uh to like nas when we talk about nas about the quiet man that just has a nasty pen and people have a lot of respect for his music. But where uh, where Nas messed, I wouldn't say messed up, but Nas musically, uh, radio wise, hasn't had the success that uh, Kendrick's had. Like after Illmatic, it's been pretty quiet for, uh, for uh, Nas for probably like five, six, seven years. It was quiet. You know, he had little pop-ups with Stillmatic. But Kendrick right now, he's that quiet personality that Nas has. But he's putting out these albums that are just, like, in your face. Like There has to be something to be said for, like, a person that, in person, at least what he gives off is, like, a naturally quiet person. But the music that he makes is just really in, in your face. Like, who is Kendrick Lamar? It's a weird contrast, contrast that the guy that looks regular as fuck, Charlemagne, once ran into him and said, like, um, he saw Kendrick at a bowling alley. And thought Kendrick was an employee that worked for that bowling alley. And uh, that's how <laughs> much he didn't look like a rapper, let alone a star. Right. You know, he didn't even look like a rapper. <laughs> and, and that's just how regular Kendrick looks. He's definitely not like how the Migos are who dress up in silk shirts and jewelry. Most of uh most of the time when you see Kendrick, it's plain shirt or hoodie. He's mad regular in real life. But in, in music, though, he jumps out of your headphones and so it's like, who is really Kendrick Lamar? Is he the guy yelling in a drunken rage on you on To Pimp a Butterfly? Or like the guy wishing his dick was the size of the Eiffel Tower on Backseat Freestyle? <laughs> or is he like the guy on interviews where he has a hoodie up, shoulder slumped, and just kind of quietly answering questions? Uh, I think that's where the root of this question really is, is uh, who, how do people perceive Kendrick? How do you think that? Is he perceived as the quiet man he is on interviews or is he perceived as the forward thinking, loud, aggressive rapper that he is on record? And I think once we settle that, we could kind of get to an answer of uh, your root question. So what would you say to that? Who is Kendrick Lamar to you?
0: Well, first off, that is an excellent point that you make. I think that a lot of the things nowadays is we have to fully buy into the person and, and defi- we have to we're in this era where we have to define something before we can before we can place it somewhere like it's it's a thing where we can't allow for contradictions and all these all these things that are just natural human things so like so it, you're right we do have to decide whether Kendrick is this introverted quiet person who just speaks loudly through his music or is he the person on you backseat freestyle, or is he a combination of all that? I've often compared Kendrick Lamar to Tupac, and not just the simple comparison of West Coast rappers and Kendrick it idolizes everything Tupac does. It's it's not just that, but beyond that is the the duality and, that Kendrick has it is very similar to Tupac's. Now, Tupac seemed to be more more. 50 50 light and dark Kendrick seems to be more seven seventy thirty 70 <laughs> yeah. 30 when it comes to the the light and the dark side but you have the dark moments like they use like the every album has the songs like you know the feel the pride like all these deep cuts where he's really going low and he's got these moments of self-hate and then he's got these moments of self-love like I and you know and humble and DNA and all these like th- these proud moments too and so he's He's really just himself through his music, I think is what we have to judge him on because we don't know Kendrick Lamar outside of music. We really don't like, I mean the only time we've heard Kendrick Lamar in any type of headline recently that doesn't relate to music. It's the whole buying his sister a car thing. But before, yeah. <laughs> b- before that, before that, if Kendrick wasn't making music and that was only a headline for a couple days, whatever. And so, uh, if if you take if you take away that headline, we've never really heard anything about Kendrick outside of outside of his music, outside of what he's saying in his music, and outside of the music itself, we don't hear of Kendrick Lamar. Where Drake, we hear him, you know, and not to do the Drake Kendrick comparisons, but Drake everywhere Drake goes, it's an event. It's a it's a it's a moment, and everyone's there. The photographers are there; they're capturing everything. Kendrick, we don't know what he does for. 24 hours of every day we really don't know we we rarely see him Uh, we see him at concerts and we see him in music videos and that's really the extent of what we see Kendrick he's not doing press conferences he's showing up sometimes at games he's Andre 3000 yeah he's Andre 3000 exactly um I like that I like that point a lot so to unpack who I think he is I think he is the person in his music and that's how he chooses to express himself and it creates the, the not knowing Kendrick creates this mystique around him of, of not know of not knowing him publicly, and and so the question of the question of who Kendrick is I believe he is the guy through his music and I I don't know if I don't know if that can that's the thing that's been struggling with me that's been sticking with me this whole time is can somebody like Kendrick Lamar who just does music be the face of the all-time face of hip-hop because right now he is the face of hip-hop he's outselling drake he's outselling everybody in the game right now and so he is right now 2017 the hottest name out and but beyond that can he be the all-time face when he doesn't he doesn't have he doesn't have much outside of his music we don't even hear a lot about his brand endorsements or anything even when he does those, we don't hear much about them. We hear about it, and it's gone thirty seconds later. It doesn't yeah. last he's very he's very quiet so to me it's it's very it's very interesting to see where this where the public perceives him, and I think that the public perceives him as wh- kind of what you described this forward thinking quiet person that speaks loudly through his music. Do you agree or disagree with that
1: yeah, I definitely agree I think like since it's 2017 right now and it's pretty much the age of social media Mm -hmm. that right now at this very moment social media presence seems like it's more important than it actually is like in the longevity of like life right so when we expand into who is Kendrick Lamar the person 50 years from now when uh we begin to move on I think what's going to be left is really just his music. I, I think 50 years from now, people are not going to give a fuck about Drake's dances. People are not going to give a fuck about uh, OVO Jordans. Uh, people are not going to give a fuck about uh, just like other shit. Like pe- things come and go socially. But music, that's what's like long lasting. And so for 50 years from now, when Kendrick dies, when we all die, the only thing left is the music. And then... uh when people talk about Tupac, a lot of the times, they're talking about Tupac's music. They're not talking about Tupac. They bring up the duality a little bit, but that's because it's in the music. But a lot of people aren't talking about Tupac like, who was Tupac the person?
0: I do kind of disagree with that. I, okay. I, do, I think that a lot of Pac is beyond his music. And I think that a lot of times, I'll see scrolling through Twitter, you know, I follow... There's pages I follow that are hip hop pages. Some I even follow some Tupac Shakur fan pages and everything. And so, like a lot of times, I'll see a lot of things that we that I see more than his music. Actually, I don't see people posting his songs as much as I see posting videos, like the video where he's speaking to the judge. Um, you know, all these like iconic videos, the interv- the interview talking about uniting East and West, uh, Bab or Death Row East launching Death Row East and all that. All these like iconic interviews in Tupac's career, like I see those a lot. The whole "I may not change the world, but I'll, but I'll spark the brain that will." It's like all these interviews and moments and stuff. This is what I see more of when it comes to Tupac, actually, than his music. His music is still there. It's still, it's still, it's still strong. It's still prevalent. But I think that Tupac, speaking from his standpoint, I think that I think that his his content is is more so, or his, his brand is, is just as powerful, if not more powerful than his music, who he was as a person, his imagery. He's a, as personable as it comes when it comes to hip-hop, in my opinion. And to talk about what you said in 2017, I'll let you interject in a second, but okay. that's kind of where I was going, and so I'm glad you took it there, was that in 2017, the social media presence is everything. The branding, the branding has never been more important not only because of because of um, how how much content is out there, how there isn't, how the media has been completely in, introverted by because of or inverted, sorry, because of there's so much content out there, there's more content than consumers, and so it's totally flipped the media business around. And so with all that content, you gotta have some type of brand, something to make you stick out. And I don't know if it's just the music, if it can be just the music. We're seeing. But, okay, go ahead.
1: Well, I say, Pope, wouldn't you say Kendrick's brand is kind of just like a mystery? Like, that's part of the brand, right. is that we don't know him really. We only know him musically. Like, like there's some pretty big stuff that like, I want Kendrick to explain. explain. It's like when, uh, on the Damn album, when he's talking about all these black Israelite uh, stuff. It's like, man, I would appreciate it if you go on an interview and explain your feelings about this Black Israelite stuff, because that's a pretty strong message he's pushing forward through a, through an album. Right. But it is also kind of interesting in the age of where everybody's telling you everything about themselves, that he's zagging when everybody's zigging. You get what I'm saying? right? So that's like part of the brand. And by like, um, by having that, like being missed, I can't even find the word, but like, not knowing what's going on in his personal life kind of makes his artistry seem more important. And it's harder to poke holes through his artistry.
0: Right, because we don't know of his contradictions. Because all, all we know of Kendrick, pretty much like, like we've been saying since the start of this podcast, is pretty much most of what we know from Kendrick is through his music. You hear other, I- We don't even hear other people talk about him too much, let alone... You know himself talked publicly. He did one interview off of Damn when it dropped, and that was with Zayn Lowe. And then he and waited it was trash. like <laughs> he waited like yeah, and and like Zane Zayn Lowe would ask him questions, and he would just leave it very, um, he would leave it very like open ended. Like he would say, um, you know, he had the question where it was like, is it, um, is the the lady is the lady or is blood the beginning or the end of 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 life or whatever? And he's like, I can't tell you that. That's for you guys to find out. So he makes it purposely to where you have to digest the music, you have to live with the music, and I think that that you're right. That does create mystique around him, and that empowers his music because Kendrick is this enigma that everybody's like intrigued by and trying to figure out almost. Right? Like that is part of his brand. So I think you're, I think you're hitting the nail on the head there.
1: Yeah, and then like just with so. You say, like we say, that's his brand is being just like super vague, leaving everything open ended. And the reason why he doesn't talk to the media from what I've heard is that uh, when he was doing his press run for Section 80 is he was really uh, beginning to open up about his thoughts of black Israelites, the things his mom taught him growing up. And he was getting a lot of backlash from the media for uh, things that he was saying. And Top had him kind of... step back from interviews and watch what he's saying and i think from that point on is kendrick just kind of stuck with that uh what top dog told him to don't answer questions directly and stuff and that's why we have interviews the way we do right now
0: hmm. i never i never actually knew that um i i came around kendrick hamar section around section 80 time but yeah i never um i never remember there being. M- not mass controversy but controversy because Kendrick was still a budding star at that point. He was he was somebody that, you know, people were paying attention to but they weren't he didn't have yeah. everyone's eyes.
1: I wouldn't say it was mass controversy because he was still a growing star before where he was at at that level. Like any controversy is bad controversy because you haven't made it yet. So right. even if it was small, like it mattered to him and like that's what I'm talking about where he just took that in and just like even though he's getting bigger he's still not expanding on his personal life
0: yeah i i agree with that so go go were you gonna say something
1: yeah and i was just gonna say for him to be the face of hip-hop let's say like 50 years from now i don't think just so we're clear i don't think there's ever gonna be just one face of hip-hop so there's that just put it out there right and um but yeah, I think Kendrick can be a face of this generation's hip-hop, definitely. It's because, like, I, me personally, I think the social media stuff is overrated. And so in the future, that's going to be gone. And what's going to be left is be, like, the guy that, uh, that dropped the control verse, that's going to be around, like, 20 years from now. Like, hip-hop was really on some DJ Khaled shit before that control verse. Where, Mm -hmm. and I use like the ASAP Rocky One Train song as like my example, where uh, that song featured Kendrick Lamar, Joey Badass, Yellow Wolf, Danny Brown, Action Bronson, Crit. And all these guys at the time were around the same level, some a little higher, some a little lower, but around the same level. And they were all on one song together, just being like, Unite, this is hip hop, it's all love. But post that control verse, I don't really see that. And that's what I want from my face uh, my of hip-hop. I want somebody that sets trends. And I think Kendrick is definitely a man that sets trends. And that's why I think, at the end of the day, he can be a face of this age of hip-hop for sure. Like, again, that BET cypher that he did in 2013, the BET cyphers haven't been popping in forever.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: after that 2013, when he hit, hit him with that ha-ha, chokes on you, high-five, I'm bulletproof. Like the BET cypher was popping for three years post that that Mercy drop. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what that's what I want in the face of hip hop. Somebody that sets trends. And then uh with the videos surfacing with uh, police killing black unarmed Man and the song Alright and I was used as like a song as hope. Both singles are continuously played on the radio, but both songs are more than singles because of the themes of self-love and hope during the hard time the uh the run that those two songs that were on were like you said like tupac is definitely a face of hip hip hop because of what he was doing socially and the run that uh i and our right had that kind of reminds me of like gives me that tupac feeling of keep your head up and changes and that kind of vibe that is that expands over decades and uh no matter how much time goes by people will always go back to that record. And just for that sole fact that that's why I believe Kendrick will be a face of hip hop when it's all said and done. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're right. And, and to, to build upon that, like, I, I've always said that Jay-Z is the face of hip hop. And that's also because I believe he's the greatest of all time. Those who know me know that I publicly stated, whether it's on podcasts, whether it's Twitter through like massive rants, but I believe Jay-Z is the goat for Reasons of that are very, very obvious. You know the the, yeah. the he put in the time, bro. Yeah, yeah, and every the success, the the talent, the the way he evolved and everything. But one of the things he is is Jay Z is a superstar celebrity in a hip hop mogul. He embodies everything hip hop. Hip hop, like he comes from arguably the most important place in hip hop, which is Brooklyn. He started as a dirt poor hustler and worked his way to near billionaire status. Like he will be a billionaire in the near future. And so when you have, like, Jay-Z just embodies the hip-hop dream and what hip-hop was founded upon was this, and became it became, it, it started as this, you know, expressing the inner cities, and um, expressing, you know, the plights of the inner cities. And then it evolved into, once hip-hop started to take off, it evolved into getting out of that situation. Once there actually started to be money pumped into hip-hop and hip-hop actually became... Be, became popular there there it became a way out and so Jay-Z represents all of that Jay-Z yeah. represents the start to the finish of hip hop and now I... now he's like the he's one of the biggest names i mean he he just dropped an album and it's one of the it's not not only just from you know analytically speaking it being one of the best albums of the year by uh, by a mile but it's also it's also amazing how many how Everyone knows who Jay Z is and everyone is rocking with this, whether you're you know, whether you're 45 or you're 14, everyone's rocking with it. And so that's why to me Jay-Z's been the face, but you're right, Tupac is also the face of hip hop. Um there and there, you know, there's countless there's countless other MCs, Eminem, they all bring their own little kind of like what you started what you started the podcast with saying is that they all kind of bring their own thing. And that's because hip-hop has evolved so much. It's not just the, the simple rhyme scheme where everybody has the same verse, same flows, whatever. It's Now it's dabbled into all of these things, like, To Pimp a Butterfly is so different than, you know... And then there's 808s and Heartbreak and, like, all these different things that are, like, that are so... That they're hip-hop, but at the same time, they're almost not. Like, hip-hop has become this all-encompassing genre you have yeah. you have Mac Miller's and you have Kendrick's. You have, you know, Kanye's and you have Davies. Like you have all these different names uh and, and like styles and personalities and they're all they're all within the realm of hip hop, but it's so broad. So I think you're yeah. right saying that there's multiple faces and Kendrick can definitely be that face because yeah. to me Kendrick represents a, a millennial through and through. He represents someone that like Millennials learn are known as these people who want to be very creative and initiate and, and like initiate and, and and pave new ways and new paths and do things the unconventional way like that's the one thing about millennials that is um, that it that sticks out as, as their characteristic uh, you know from studies is that they want to be different they want to do things unconventionally you know so I think Kendrick can you're right embody. and be a face of hip-hop but can but but can he be the face and you're saying there there will never be a face like you're saying that
1: okay there won't be one face but even just to like if you want to say like there'll be like three faces or four faces or five faces i'm saying like he could definitely be one of those faces and just to get back to your point about jay-z because i agree with you like jay-z is one of the goats and and uh, Kendrick right now has four albums. Jay-Z has 13 albums. Right. And uh, three three albums of Kendrick's are mainstream, and then the other one, Section 80, that I would say was bigger post-Good Kid, Mad City than pre-Good Kid, Mad City. Right, definitely. And so, like, Kendrick is still young in his career. Four albums. Uh, Jay-Z, four albums in, was Reasonable Doubt, In My Lifetime, Volume 1, 2, 3. And, uh... He hasn't even put out The Blueprint yet. Jay-Z hasn't even put out a Black Album yet. He hasn't retired yet. Like Jay-Z mm-hmm. has gone through a long process to be this Jay-Z that we look at and say, that's hip-hop. And what I'm saying about Kendrick right now is what he's doing currently, if he continues this pace or even tapers off a little bit, he's going to go down as one of the greats because he's on a hell of a run. He has four albums, guaranteed two classics. Four albums, two classics. You know what I mean? That's that's the run that Kendrick's on. And uh, Jay-Z has 13 albums. Kendrick only has four. You got to yeah. give this man time to grow. And that's what I'm saying. Eventually, unless this man, God forbid, passes away, even if that does happen, um, he'll probably still go down as the face of this generation While uh, while Drake is selling out to the pop lane. I don't see people equating Drake to hip-hop. I feel when you talk about like this generation specifically, since I'm talking about multi-faces for hip-hop, I think the nod will always go to Kendrick because artistically, he's taking more chances. He's doing things that are uh, more in-depth. And Drake is just, at this point, after the Meek Mill beef, gave up on rap and is pretty much making uh, pop dance records. So uh, with multi-face hip-hop, GOATS, I feel like Kendrick is going to be the one that signifies it for this generation specifically, for sure, and that will make him one of the faces of the all-time greats.
0: Well, I mean, you, you, certainly have, you certainly have a lot of faith in Kendrick's future, and I agree he hasn't given us any reason to not have faith. He continues to impress every album, and so I don't want to stray too far into the where he's going to fall because, like I said, I already did the conversation of if he's top five already. And um again I said yes, Don said no. That was a great debate, so check that out. Um once again, because that was that was that was an awesome podcast that apparently Will Gill wanted to jump on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was alive uh texting Chris Patty that episode.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was a good one. But yeah, so any anyways, um with Kendrick going to a going to this place where now he he is becoming a face of hip hop he is the face of hip hop right now and he could become a face but not the face it, it becomes the value of it kind of equates the the question of and, and it's been talked a lot about recently hip hop dx talked about it all these platforms and publications have talked about it is what's more important the brand or the artistry and so we'll go you clearly believe that the artistry is more important than the brand in 2017.
1: Yeah, just because for the simple fact, I, I just feel like brands come and go. And and brands over long periods of time also change. So, yeah, maybe, hey, maybe something happens and Kendrick falls off. Like you're saying, I do have a lot of faith in his uh, future career in hip hop. Right, and, But I, I'll be shocked. I honestly would be shocked. And then and then who knows maybe he'll become more mature maybe he'll become more confident in his interviews maybe he'll give himself a little more just just for another example on this album of damn like i know it's on the music he held that story about top dog and his dad how many of these stories does he have right and and i maybe he's going to get to a point to where he's so secure about everything he's doing musically, he accomplished everything he wants to accomplish, that maybe he'll start expanding more on interviews, maybe he starts doing more public speaking. We don't know that because his career is so young. right? And uh, we, I think we have to give him time to grow as an individual, uh, as a person that it's hard being a quiet kid from the ghetto and all of a sudden you're the face of hip-hop. You know, that's right. a big transition. And I feel like... Maybe the transition is happening slower for people than they wanted it. But I feel like as long as it's happening, and I think it's clearly happening, that, uh, yeah, he's definitely going to be... He has an opportunity to be uh, a face of hip-hop for sure.
0: Yeah, and we're getting to this point where I never thought that ever that Kendrick and Drake would drop in the same year and Kendrick would outsell Drake. I never thought that was going to happen. Like, I, I didn't think that... Anyone could outsell Drake, you know, regardless of how you feel about his music. Uh, he, he is by far the king of record sales right now of this generation. And right now, though, Kendrick is outselling him by far. Kendrick's on his way to quadruple platinum on, in, what has it been, like, less than four months since he dropped? Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean.
1: Can I ask you a quick question, yeah, Chris Platinum? Go, go ahead. Do you consider Nas a face of hip-hop?
0: I consider him... I consider him a staple in hip-hop, but definitely an important culture. I mean, an important cultural piece. Like, Ailmatic is the birth of so much of hip-hop. And Nas himself is a great artist and everything. And he, and he had, you know, I... I I often agree that his catalog is is lackluster outside of outside of Illmatic, but I also think at the same time, it's become a little bit too cool to bash his 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 art, and his art has been kind of undervalued at the same time, as being potentially overvalued because of Illmatic. So, um, it it's kind of Nas. I would consider him, I would consider him a culture piece, a, a important central staple of hip hop culture. But I don't know if he's necessarily a face because again, it depends on it depends on how many faces we're allowing. Are we allowing? Yeah. Are we allowing thirty or are we allowing two? If okay. The,
1: the reason I asked the question is because I clearly kind of defined where I'm going with like the faces. Like I think faces could pretty much go for like one or two per generation, mm-hmm. and so like I'm allowing in a lot of faces, and I just want to get your specific definition of faces so we could kind of move forward. Because, right. like, are you saying Jay-Z is the standalone face of hip-hop of all time right now for you?
0: I think he's the biggest face. I, okay. think, I think, to me, he's the biggest face. I don't think, again, hip-hop has evolved so much to where it's not just one sound, one style, one whatever. And, and it's, it's so many things. It, it's so many things now. So I believe he is the biggest face. And I think that's where I'm kind of going with this discussion okay. is... You know, maybe not the face, because like we're saying, there is no one face. But can Kendrick Lamar be the biggest face of hip hop? And so
1: so like my follow up question would be like, uh so for you, Kendrick will have to dethrone Jay-Z as the face of hip hop overall for you to. That's what you're kind of working through on this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. I, th- I think that, um, and you know, again, the face doesn't necessarily mean the talent. Uh, because, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because again, like, you can you can be a cultural impact. You you have to be great to be a cultural impact, but you you don't have to be the best. And so, like, like again, the the Tupac example. Like, Tupac is far from the most talented technical skill rapper, but his aura, his 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 music, his his voice is everything what he stood for and everything made him such a universal face of hip-hop. And so, and, and so you know, you can even argue that Tupac is the face of hip-hop instead of Jay-Z. I'm not going to be mad at somebody that does. But, um, so, so again, it's not, it's not talent. It's, so I'm not saying, you know, is Kendrick on pace of talent? I think Kendrick does. Like I said, Jay-Z is my number one. I think Kendrick does have what it takes to become the number one of all time but that doesn't mean necessarily mean he's the face of hip-hop because hip-hop has always been not always but it's become since it's become popular it's become the stardom it's become the it's become the limelight like so much of it has become you know whether you like that or not a lot of it has become who, who is in this who is the biggest celebrity yeah. You know, but so. don't you
1: feel with uh, Kendrick's new album, Damn, that like he's kind of gunning for the top spot all the time in his verses. Like Humble's pretty much telling everybody else to be humble because he's the best. Right. And like, I feel like that's the shift that I'm talking about where it's early in his career. He's just grinding it out. And Damn, I'm starting to hear like him saying, I'm the best. Yeah, and right. So, th- And this is four albums in. So if we're projecting forward that like, I feel like the brand gets bigger. Kendrick gets a little bit more confident, and we can see where that goes. And eventually, he could maybe turn into something like a Jay-Z. Jay-Z, star-wise, really hopped off the screen early. He had his brand down, like he was uh, biting off that mafia sound. It just might seem that star status for Kendrick is going to be a longer route. But since his music is so good, uh, I feel like people are going to give him enough time to grow to where he can eventually become that star and be that face that uh Jay-Z currently is for you. Yeah, right. And and I agree.
0: So, I mean, to wrap to wrap this up, to wrap this thought up is essentially when it comes to when it comes to Kendrick Lamar being among among the faces of hip-hop and having the potential to be the face of hip-hop. It ultimately a lot of this depends on the music too. Like if the if Kendrick for whatever reason falls by the wayside, I think that that's going to hurt his hurt his brand so he has to not only keep up so it's it's tied with the greatest of all time but it's also but it's not entirely the greatest of all time right you get mm-hmm. what i'm saying yeah definitely. so so they're 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 sort of they're not independent but they're not codependent you know
1: or yeah yeah I hear you
0: they're or they're not dependent but they're not independent either it's it's, it's a it's a it's a murky middle ground so anyways mm-hmm. So, go, you're saying that you think forward, to, to, to wrap this up, you think that, forward speaking, that Kendrick can become the face of a generation or overall hip-hop? Like, where can Kendrick be an overall face, the overall face, the most popular overall face of hip-hop?
1: I think he would have to keep up the, the pace he's on right now. He can eventually become the single face of hip-hop if he keeps up this pace which is an amazing pace, which I don't know if he could do it, but even if he tapers off a little bit and like his career kind of has his ups and downs, I'm saying at worst, at worst, he's going to be the face of this generation's hip hop. And if he could somehow keep up this pace, I feel uh, he's going to go with the, I'm the greatest route. And that him uh, hitting his chest saying, I'm the greatest is going to give him that star power he needs to be the face of hip-hop. He's not going to do it with jewelry. He's not going to do it with, uh, with dressing flashy. He's going to do it by just pure talent.
0: All right. And I, I agree with going forward that, it's going to, that that's going to be the way he does it, if he does it. But, again, it's going to be dependent on, you know, can he keep up the level of excellence that he's already portrayed or uh, already already demonstrated so once again will gill thank you for coming on the podcast why don't you i'll let you um plug plug yourself because i know we plugged in the beginning but yeah but i like what you guys do plug yourself again
1: (laughs) i appreciate it uh if you guys want to hear more of what i gotta say uh you guys could just search on your wherever you get wherever you guys get your podcast just search hip-hop review podcast we're pretty much on every platform but spotify We're trying to get the Illuminati people to let us in Spotify, and uh, (laughs) we'll be there eventually too, but all uh, places everybody finds their podcast, Hip Hop Review Podcast, search us. And if you're a big fan of Chris Platty, he's uh, been on there about three, four times now, so if you just really want to fuck with Chris, he's on our podcast too. Come check out those episodes, because they're pretty good, especially the Drake and uh, Jay-Z one we did.
0: Oh yeah, that was a a good one. That was a good one. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty. Uh, once again, I apologize for the little bit of hiatus here with the summer. I'm still trying to launch the chrisplatty.com, the launch on YouTube, the video audio. I'm getting close. I'm gearing up. Um, you know, I'm starting to gear up uh, for my return to Michigan State as well, so I'm hoping that everything's out there and, and ready. By the, time I, by the time I return to Michigan State, I hope to have everything out there. I will keep you guys updated on a release date for all this. For, for the next step in my podcast. It, um, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, you can go back and check out all my hip hop and NBA podcasts because I do Strictly Hoop Talk as well, which is an NBA show. Um, and it's all in one feed. You can check it out on iTunes, Podbean. Um, just search Chris Platy Presents, Strictly Hip Hop, and Strictly Hoop Talk. Or if you'd rather go to my Twitter, at Real Chris Platy. That's C-H-R-I-S-P-L-A-T-T-E If you don't know how to spell real, don't follow. <laughs> but in the in the in the bio is uh is a link to both my iTunes and Podbean. So whichever way you prefer to consume right now, um, my podcast right now, those are those are the options. But again, I'm expanding to everywhere. Going to try and get into Spotify. Uh, definitely going to be on YouTube, both video and audio wise. Um, and again, I'll have video podcasts on iTunes. Um, I'll be on Google Play. I'll I'll be on SoundCloud if it's alive. I'll be I'll <laughs>
1: Chaska Rapper saved it, bro. We good. Yeah. I'll
0: I'll be everywhere. So um stay tuned for that. Uh so stay tuned for my Twitter and my Facebook for the latest information on that next step in the podcast. I got a lot of stuff coming soon. Gonna have some local artists uh podcasts coming up soon, uh as well as as well as uh some more album reviews actually later today as we speak. Um I'm going to later record the autobiography. Vic Mensa album, uh, review with Connor. Yeah. With, with my homie Connor Adams from kickback hip hop. So, um, that, that'll be coming soon. So these will be coming roughly around the same time and, um, still going to review four, four, four. There's a reason I'm holding out. And so you'll see when it, when it comes out, um, definitely going to review. I, I, like you said, we'll get a lot of stuff dropped. So I missed some things. um, I haven't missed them, but I haven't put them out yet. You know, I'm still going to review Grateful. I'm still going to review 444, all these all these uh, big albums. I might, you know what, Will Gil? I might even review Meek Mill.
1: Oh, wins and losses?
0: Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I that's I haven't. It's
1: definitely uh, worth, a, worth a check out, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you, Will Gil, of course, know my long stance on on Meek Mill. Yeah, <laughs> I have I have deleted people off Snapchat for snapping. I have one rule. Do not snap me Meek Mill. I'm not a fan uh, of Meek Mill, but I'm hearing a lot of great things about this project. So who knows? Maybe maybe I'm finally going to be turned around by Meek Mill and maybe I'm yeah, like, fin- finally going like to like Like we him. talked
1: about on this podcast, Meek's been doing a lot of growing up. You know, you got to give sometimes you got to give these artists some time to develop.
0: Yeah, or you could just hate them. It's kind of fun
1: yeah that, that's cool too <laughs>
0: <laughs> no man um so yeah so might even do that uh might even sprinkle in some classic album reviews uh all, all the all sorts of stuff's coming so stay tuned for all that um just kind of preparing for the the launch of chrisplay.com that's going to be the next big step and i'm hoping to have an nba podcast to you soon but once again will gill thank you for coming on the podcast man i appreciate you and vante the pro shout out vante the pro i got to I feel like I'm giving too much love to you. I feel like I gotta have Vonte on one time without having you on. Cause every yeah. time every time it's it's the two of us and it's either Vante or no Vante. I yeah. gotta I gotta show Vante some love, man. So Vonte We always salute. joke
1: that like uh that um not this is cause this is the only example I could think of. I'm not trying to say we're correlate to this, but I'm saying uh we'll always joke that we're like outcast and I'm <laughs> big boy and he's Andre 3000. because like sometimes nobody knows what he's doing or where he's at <laughs> <laughs> right
0: right man uh shout out, shout out vante the pro man he's he's a good dude um he's always welcome to come on the podcast i'll hit him up you know i'm gonna do that before this summer is over before i go back to school i'm gonna have him on i'm gonna try and have him on a podcast i'm gonna try and do track it for him the down the culture chris platy do it for the culture so <laughs> <laughs> thank you will gilman uh take care and i know you'll be back soon man
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me, y'all, man. It's always fun.